We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. I am excited this morning to, to, to push forward in our series, Pathways. Um, I pray that it had blessed you last week the way that this thing has been blessing me. Um, I'm, I'm ready to work. Y'all ready to work? Uh, that's good. So let's go to the book of Proverbs, chapter 7. Book of Proverbs, chapter 7. You're going to need your Bible today. I'm going to start saying that every Sunday just so you bring it with you. You're going to need your Bible. You're going to need some scripture because we're going to read a lot of it. So have it ready. This is um, Solomon speaking in the text. He is, um, is coined the wisest man in scripture next to Jesus, uh, the smartest man. Very intelligent, um, and uh, he is, for, for, for my vernacular, he is spitting knowledge right now to some young men, um, and this is one of those passages of scripture um, that is, um, that's so black and white, that's so, so good and so rich, um, I, I just wanted to breathe. I'm not going to do a whole lot to it. Um, you know, this is probably the worst analogy I can give in church, but you ever see these people on TV, they let the wine breathe? Not a good one. Shouldn't be, shouldn't be that one. Um, we're just going to let the word breathe today. Um, and that's the reason why I want you to pull it out and you read it, um, because it was, just, it was hitting me like bricks when I was going through it um, this week. And, it, and I, I, I'm sure it'll do the same to you, but you got to be there for it. Proverbs chapter 7, verse 6, New King James Version. So you got it when you get there. Let's read. Um, For at the window of my house, I looked through my lattice, <clears throat> my window, and I saw among the simple, I perceived among the youth, a young man devoid of understanding. <clears throat> Passing along the street near her corner, and he took the path to her house in the twilight, in the evening, in the black, and in the dark. The first thought I want you to write down <clears throat> is the phrase directional wisdom. Say that with me, directional wisdom. Without ever having a conversation with this young man, uh, to find out his level of education, uh, his religious background, who his parents were, or how he was raised, um, eight, uh, Solomon was able to spot him amongst the crowd and determine that he lacked wisdom and understanding by simply watching the path he took. Y'all missed that already. He never had a conversation with him. He never found out who he was or, 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 or what his intellect level was. Um, he was able to determine this, this young man's level of wisdom and understanding, and understanding by simply watching the path he took. That is how powerful a path is. Solomon says, I've, I've seen this young man. He was walking down the street, and I was able to, to mark him among the crowd and I was able to say about him that he was devoid, I thought that was such a good word, devoid understanding, devoid wisdom, devoid the, the, the necessary intelligence because he took the path to her house. 
because someone who had obtained wisdom, someone with understanding, someone who had experience would never take that path to her house. If he had wisdom, if he had understanding, that would have never been a path that he would have chosen for himself. But since he chose it, I know that he's devoid wisdom, understanding, and he lacks the necessary wisdom because he chose that path. When I choose a path of selfish motives, sexual immorality, offense, lust, rage, judgment, envy, pride, I am displaying a lack of directional wisdom because those paths always lead to an unprofitable place. Whenever I choose to take a path of selfish motives, sexual immorality, offense, lust, rage, judgment, envy, pride, I am displaying a lack of directional wisdom. Why? Because all of those paths lead to an unprofitable place whenever I choose them. I remember when I, um, my last semester of college, I decided that I didn't want to play football anymore. Even though I had a couple years left on my, my, my scholarship, I said, well, I'm not going to play football anymore. And I had one semester left before um, I graduated. So I had to um, go get a job. <laughs> it, was, it was necessary. I was married. I had a little baby. And I had to go get a job. Um, and uh, I worked at this place called Traffic Post, which I don't believe is, is still in business. This is, this is dating back 20 years or so now. Um, and I was a field reporter for them. Um, and what, basic, what we basically did was that we went out and drove out to these different locations that they would call over your, in your car to the radio and they say, hey, go to this location. There's a traffic jam there. There's an accident there. And it was my job to drive down there and report on the traffic. I see heavy, heavy brakes um, about 2.5 miles away from the accident. Once I got to the accident, traffic lets up about a half a mile from the accident, so on and so forth. The job itself was pretty easy. It was a good first job for me coming out of, out of college. It was, I was still in college, but it was a good first job for me. But there were some problems. There were some complexities with the job because in that day, this is 20-plus years ago. This is about 20-plus years ago, right, babe? About 20-plus years ago, um, there, there was no GPS in your phone. Siri was not going to tell you make a left right here and, 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 and you know, keep going through, through this light. And, and I, I wasn't from Orlando. I basically stayed on campus. I went to Tina's house and I went to church. So I knew nothing about Central Florida. And I was terrible with directions in regards to knowing if I'm going north, south, east, or west. I hated when a person said, you need to go south on this road. Like, no, 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 no. Tell me I need to make a left and give me, give me, give me, give me some, some landmarks or something. Tell me where I'm supposed to be. So for the first couple of weeks, the job was terrible. And I was frustrated the whole time. And I know the person who was giving me the directions or telling me where I needed to go, they were frustrated with me because they would give me the destination. But because I was bad with directions, sometimes I never made it to the accident. <laughs> don't tell them. I, they, they don't know I never. But, but sometimes I never even made it to the accident. Like they would tell me, hey, the accident is south on, on, on the turnpike. And I would be going north. And I would always get like the 428 confused with the 408. It was just a mess. I had no idea where I was going. Listen to me. Even though my intentions were good. My directions were bad. Watch this now. Your direction will trump your intention every single time. 
It was my heart's desire to go to the right place and go find out what they wanted me to do. It was my heart's desire to make sure I did the job. But because my directions were bad, it didn't matter what my intentions were, I still missed the mark even though I wanted to be there. Some of us lack directional wisdom. You lack the wisdom to go in the right direction. Here's my thing. I need directional wisdom in every relationship that I have. I need directional wisdom in in my finances. I need directional wisdom in my emotions. I need directional wisdom in my mind. I need directional wisdom in my marriage. I have to have directional wisdom. Because what I found out is that direction is no respecter of person. If I get on this path and I go in this direction, it's going to end up in the same place every time, regardless of what my intentions were. My intentions can be to have a good relationship with you, and it's going to be healthy, it's going to be pure. But if I go in the direction of sexual immorality, sex outside of marriage, I just took this relationship in a different direction. Oh, I'm teaching so good today, y'all, I don't even know what to do with myself. Listen to me. It could be my intentions to make sure that I handle you properly all the time, and I want to make sure that disagreement is just a disagreement. But when my words go in a different direction, I just took this to a place of an argument directional wisdom. Somebody shout directional. Directional. Wisdom. Wisdom. Solomon says, I can tell how much wisdom you possess by the paths you take. If we're in a discussion and you always take that path with me, that's a lack of directional wisdom. And it doesn't matter what your intentions are with me. If you go in that direction, it is going to end up in this place 100% of the time. It does not matter what your intentions are because your direction, such a direction, will always. Your direction will always trump your intentions. I, I, I didn't mean it. You ever said that? I didn't mean it that way. You ever say, how many, raise your hand, let's be honest, you always, you said, I didn't mean it that way. But your directions did. The direction you took it meant that you meant that. <laughs> the direction you went meant that you meant that. Well, I wasn't trying to hurt your feelings, but you did because your directions. <laughs> I want you to hear me now, listen to me. I don't care what you feel in your heart. If you get on that road, it is going to make it to that destination. Every time. It does not matter who you are. It does, not, it does not matter what your IQ level is. It does not matter what you got your degree in. If you get on this road, because a road is not a respecter of person. There are three million people who travel up and down the turnpike every single day. And they're from all walks of life. And it doesn't matter who you are, if you drive it all the way south, it's going to let you out in Florida City. If you drive it all the way north, it's going to take you to I-75. It does not matter what you do or where you come from. If you're on this road, it's going in that direction. So stop telling me you want to be a better man and you're still cheating on your wife. If you ain't put the phone down and you ain't stopped texting her.
don't tell me you want to live for God this year. You were, you're making spiritual progress if you're still in the club every single week. Because your direction tells me that you're going to a different destination. Listen to me, y'all. I need directional wisdom. God, bestow. Oh, y'all, listen to me. I was praying that God would give it. God, bestow upon me directional wisdom in the moment. Tell me, Holy Spirit, which way I should go. Father, word my tongue and, and, and bridle my mouth so I don't say anything off the script that would take this in a different direction. I remember one day I was... Um, Admittedly, I was frustrated with Kennedy. I'm admitting this. Because I had told her to do something when I came home, it wasn't done. And I don't do well with that. But she had had a good day. I didn't see her, but I heard that she had had a good day. And she walks in my room and said, yo, you didn't do what I told you to do. Mm? This is Kennedy. This is the response that she gives me. Mm? <laughs> okay, dad. And she walks out of my room. And she goes and tells him, something's wrong with daddy. Now, listen to me. Be because I didn't go through my normal routine where, hey, babe, how was your day? What you had going on? I didn't let her unload. She thought something was seriously wrong because my direction said I didn't care about what you had going on. That was never my intention. Y'all not listening to me. That was never my intention. But my direction, so my direction, my direction said this is the destination we're going to today. If, 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 if your direction shows, shows me that you don't care, I don't care what words you say. Your direction shows me that you do not care. Do you know how many people I've fired in my lifetime that's, that, that were well-intentioned and said, boss, I wanted to be at work on time. I wanted to be here, blah, blah, blah. I'm firing you because your direction. Directional wisdom. Lord, in 2023, I want directional wisdom. I want to make sure, oh gosh, I want to make sure that my direction lines up with my intentions. I want to make sure that my direction lines up with what you have for me. And Lord, I need for you to bestow me directional wisdom. So listen, check me out. We're still in January, yes? If we get to December... And life for you still looks the same. It wasn't the church's fault. <laughs> Why? Because I'm telling you right now, you need directional wisdom. If you want your relationships to be better, Lord, give me directional wisdom. If you want your finances to be better, you want your heart to be, emotions to be better, Lord, give me directional wisdom. So I can stop taking this thing to the wrong place. Let's get some more. Let's go to verse 10. Y'all quiet today. It's good. Verse 10. Y'all there? <clears throat> and there a woman met him with the attire of a harlot and a crafty heart. She was loud and rebellious. Her feet would not stay at home. At times she was outside, at times in the open square, lurking at every corner. 
second thought for today is the phrase motives under disguise. Somebody shout motives under disguise. So this, this, this naive young man who lacked wisdom, we know that, right? Because Solomon has already coined the guy that he didn't have any wisdom, heads down the path to her house. And without surprise, he meets her. Why? Because every path leads to a place. I'm not surprised that he met her. Because every path leads to a place. Now, on the surface, it looks like he has chosen the right path. Y'all sitting straight face. On the surface, it looks like he's chosen the right path because when he meets her, her appearance says that he is going to be able to engage with this and get the reward that he's looking for without any strings attached. On the surface, it looks like he's going to be able to gain the reward that he wants without any, any strings attached because she's dressed like a harlot. This is the importance of going to a church that makes sure that you're paying attention to scripture. It did not say that she was a harlot. It said that she was dressed like a harlot. And she had a crafty heart. As we continue to to, to work through the scripture, you're going to find out this woman was married. She was in a covenant relationship. So this, so listen to me, this engagement, this one night stand that he was getting himself into, that he thought he was going to have no strings attached and move on from it, he was going to visit the place and move on from it, was always going to have future ramifications because this woman was in a covenant relationship with something else. Lust on the surface may make you think that you can experience it without any strings attached. But lust has a crafty heart. Lust is in a covenant relationship with sin. So lust will never give you what you think is going to give you because lust is always, somebody shout always, always working in an ulterior motive. Pride on the surface may make you think you can experience it without any strings attached. But pride has a crafty heart. Pride is in a covenant relationship with sin. So pride will never give you what you think it's going to give you because because pride always, somebody shout always, always has an ulterior motive. Oh, I, I, I got more. Fear, doubt, bitterness, selfishness, jealousy, envy, all on the surface may make you think you can experience these things without any strings attached. But all of these things have a crafty heart. All of these things are in a covenant relationship with sin. So none of these things will ever be what you think they're going to be because they all, somebody shout all, they all have an ulterior motive. There will all, whoa, gosh, uh, there will always be ramifications for the one night stand you have with your emotions. We think we can just visit these thoughts and and, and play with these thoughts and we can walk away from them. But there is always future ramifications for things that are tied to sin. Somebody shout future Future. ramification. Ramification. We we think that we 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 can flirt. With sexual immorality, I say sexual immorality. That is, that is, that is having sex outside of the confines of marriage. 
and we're just going to do this, and we're going to walk away from it. It is not that simple. There is always future ramifications for flirting with things that are in a covenant relationship with sin. I'm just going to let my emotions fly, and I'm just going to let them know I'm angry. Mm -hmm. There is always future ramifications for anything that is tied or in a covenant relationship with sin. This boy thought he was going to go there and gain the reward, and she looked like she was going to give me access, and this was going to be done, and I'm going to be able to walk away from it. But what he did not know was that this thing was going to last for the rest of his life. We think that we can have one-night stands with our thoughts and walk away from them. We think that we can have one-night stands with our emotions and walk away. We think we can have a one-night stand and just be angry and tell it like it is and walk away from it. It has a future ramification. I know this is good because y'all are real quiet. Real quiet. How often is it that you that you go seeking? Oh, how often is that you go seeking a one night stand with you? I'm gonna go spend time in my feelings tonight, and I'm gonna let it go wherever it goes. I'm gonna I'm gonna let my thoughts go wherever they want to go. Don't you know? That the enemy not going to let you come up in here and do whatever you want to do and stay as long as you want to stay. No, there are future ramifications for you spending that time with your thoughts. Because when things get right and things are better, I still got to battle those thoughts. Oh, oh, the next point. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Y'all getting something? Is this good? Oh, man. Go to uh, 13. Listen, I wrote the scripture down, but I want, I want you to, to, to have it. Um, Proverbs 14, 12. It says, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. It fe- Listen to me. Listen, check this out. It felt right in the moment to him. This way, I chose the right path. I told them off, and that's what I was supposed to do. It felt right for the moment. But the way, somebody shout the way. It was the way to death. Golly, y'all, this, oh, man, okay. Let's go to verse 13. <laughs> Are y'all getting something for us? <laughs> Golly. All right. I feel like we in Bible study, just like just having a good, oh, okay, whatever. Verse 13. So she caught him and kissed him with an impudent face, a brazen face. She said to him, I have a peace offering with me today. I have paid my vows. Listen, this is not in my notes, but this this cracks me up. Upon meeting him and the first verbal exchange they have, she says, I just gave a peace offering. I've I've, I've given my vows. We talking about religion right now? Like, (laughs) we not talking about religion. But listen to me. Your emotions and your thoughts and your feelings want you to feel okay. I'm okay with your religion. That's what she was doing. She was, she was dropping this guard. I'm okay with religion. It's all good. Don't worry. You, you, you can have this one night stand with me and everything is going to be fine. You can go back to religion tomorrow. 
You can read your Bible tomorrow. Have this time. Oh, gosh, y'all. Have this time with me tonight, and you can read your Bible tomorrow. Do you hear the words of this? Oh, my gosh, it was so great. So, so listen, she says, I have a peace offering, which, was, which is, uh, I'm just going to say, this is not, that's not sexy. <laughs> what are you doing? But she wanted him to know, I don't have a problem with your, with your religious preference. I don't care about your religion and you thinking you have a relationship with God. Stay with me tonight. Go ahead and fill away today. We'll get back to Jesus tomorrow. I'm doing way better than y'all responded to me. I know this. This is so good. Verse 14, I have a peace offering with me. Today I have paid my vows. So I came out to meet you diligently to seek your face, and I have found you. I have spread my bed with tapestry, colored coverings of Egyptian linen. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and, cin- and cinnamon. Pause right there one second. Again, this is not on my notes, but I'm just going to give it to you. Do you remember what they embalmed the body of Jesus with? Oh, this is, if you watch, oh, if you watch the signs, if you pay attention to what's happening in your life and the direction is going, there will be signs, but you have to pay attention to them. Listen to me. She is telling this guy without telling him, I'm about to embalm you. It's going to smell good, but I'm about to embalm you. This is going to be deadly. Flirting with those thoughts and those feelings are deadly. Don't you know that? Flirting with the thought of suicide is no room to play. Flirting with bitterness and flirting with, 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 with revenge and all of these things, that's no room to play. She says, I, I've sprinkled the bed with it, baby. And all I could see was embalming fluid. Watch this, watch, watch, watch. I have perfumed my bed with myrrh, aloes, and cinnamon. Come, let us take our fill of love until morning. Let us delight ourselves with love. For my husband is not at home. He has gone on a long journey. He has taken a bag full of money with him and, and, and will come on the appointed day. With her enticing speech, watch me now. With her enticing speech, she calls him to yield. With her flattering lips, she seduced him. Point number three, detaining conversation. Somebody shout detaining. detaining. Conversation. I don't know if you caught this, and I pray that you did. It, it wasn't the kiss that kept him. It was the conversation that detained him. The conversation lasted long enough for him to yield and stay in the place. It, it, it wasn't the touch. It wasn't the engagement. It was the conversation she was having that was just so good. And he, he just stood there and he, he yielded in the place until he stayed in the place. It is the conversations that you are having with yourself that is detaining you to the place that you're in. It is not that the place is so good, but the flattery of the why that I give to myself. The seduction of the justification that I give to myself. It just makes me stay in this place. It wasn't the kiss. It wasn't that her kiss was so amazing and she did something so different. It was the conversation. And I'm telling you today, what's detaining you in the place that you're in right now 
is the conversations you keep having with yourself. It is the conversations you have with yourself. Convincing yourself that this is good. Convincing yourself that this is right. You flatter yourself and tell yourself all of the reasons why you need to be in this space right now because they deserve it. They should have done this and they didn't. It should have went this way and it didn't. And you deserve to stay right here. Let me tell you this. If you stay in your emotions, then that means you are continually having the conversation with yourself. Your your emotions will detain you as long as you keep engaging in the conversation. This almost sounds Eden-esque. Do you remember that Eve was having the conversation with the serpent? And she was detained in the conversation? And she forfeited Eden. Oh, gosh, she forfeited Eden, perfection, everything that, it, everything that it was and everything that it meant because she was detained in the conversation. What conversations are you detained in in your head, in your heart? Because you can be in the middle of eating. You can be in the middle of your best thing. But you can talk yourself out of it because I'm detaining myself by flattering myself and letting myself know, hey, you deserve that. Detaining conversations. You are still there in that broken place. Because you justify it to yourself. This point for me, for me, this was my point. Babe, this was my point. I've been detaining myself. You ever sit at a light (laughs) and uh, the light turns green? but the car in front of you don't move because they're in a text conversation. Scripture says that God will always give us a way of escape. But you're so busy in the conversation with yourself that you missed your opportunity. Oh, that circles around back to that grace thing. You see, he will always, listen, you ended up there. You took this path. You chose this path. This is where you said you wanted to be. But grace will give you a way of escape. And you're so busy talking to yourself. And girl, you need this. And you deserve that. And you should have had this. You're so busy talking to yourself that you missed your way. You missed your green light. So here's here's a kicker. I get so mad at them. Because they made me sit at this light for another five seconds. But I don't get mad at myself because I sit in this situation for another five years. You ain't got to tell me I know it's good. I know it's right. I said, God, you talking to me. You talking to me, God. Lord, as saved as I am, as much as I pray, you're trying to tell me that I'm here because I want want to be here? You you telling me I'm stuck in a thought because I keep talking about a thought? Oh, wow. (laughs) Are you telling me (laughs) that I'm stuck 
because I keep talking about it? Detaining conversations. You you cannot be happy because you keep talking about not being happy. I'm not talking about the conversations that you have with your friends. I'm not talking about the conversations you have with your with your spouse. I'm talking the conversations that you have with yourself. You validating that idea. You keeping yourself bound to it. Look at your neighbor and say, stop having a conversation. I love that the text gets, gets um, I don't know, is the word raunchy? Is that, is that the word? I don't know what it is. But it was her flattery. It was her seductive way. You so good with you, you know every spot to kiss on you. You know exactly how to tell yourself what you don't need to hear. You love to tell yourself sweet nothings at night while you lay in the bed. Here's the tough part. I get up in the morning and I pray about the thing that I'm detained to. So I have a conversation with God asking him to release me. But by the end of the day, I'm justifying why I'm here. Let's get point number four, it's the last point. Let's go to verse, uh, ooh. let's go to verse 22. Y'all gonna go back and read this when y'all get home, watch. I'm gonna read the rest of that passage. <laughs> verse 22. Immediately, he went after her. Oh God, here's where it get, it get deep right here, y'all. It get real deep. I love Solomon for this. He says, immediately he went after her as an ox goes to the slaughter or as a fool to the correction of the stocks till an arrow struck his liver as a bird hastens to the snare. He did not know it will cost his life. So now watch Solomon pull himself out of it for a second. Now he starts to he starts to give knowledge. Watch this. Now, therefore. Listen to me, my children. Pay attention to the words of my mouth. Do not let your heart turn aside to what? Oh, I'm going to read the verse again. You got to do it better. Do not let your heart turn aside to what? Do not stray into her. For she has cast down many wounded. All who were slain by her, her were strong men. Her, oh, gosh. Oh, verse 27. Her house is the, is the way to hell. Check this out. Another version, other versions of this say the highway to hell. Yeah. 
how does a house become a highway to hell? I never thought, descending to the chambers of death. Fourth and final point. I heard you. Predestined for destruction. Somebody shout predestined for destruction. I'm, I'm going to put this as simple as I can. It's not you. It's the path. I'm saying that this side. It's not you. It's the path. The path that you were on was predestined for that destination. You are super smart. You are super bright. You are intelligent, and there is nobody like you. But if you stay on the path that you're on, that path is predestined for that destination. Direction, paths, roads, highways, streets, aves, all have no respecter of person. Once you get on that road, once you make that decision, that road is predestined for that place. Before you got on that road, it was already heading in that direction. And I love what Solomon does. He says, listen to me, before you, there were many strong men. Oh, gosh, y'all. There were many other people who thought they were smart enough and thought they were strong enough to walk this road. But when they got on this road, it led to her house and they all died. So you, sir, you're not one in a million. This road will always lead to that place. It is predestined to go there. And what I need for us today is to finally say to God, I'm choosing your way. choosing your way. There is nobody like you, oh God. There is nobody on the face of this earth who cares more about me than you. I'm choosing your way. Because I sit here and ask myself at 30, at 35, at 40, at 45, how did I end up here? I was saying, baby, that path, that direction was predestined for that destination no matter what you did. So listen to me. I'm trying to save you frustration with God because we're going to get up in the morning. We're going to pray about all these things that we want God to change. And I'm telling you this morning, you need to pick a new path.
grace can step in, but it doesn't mean it has to. Because that path was predestined for that destination. The marriage was always going to be bad and was always going to be rocky because y'all talked to each other that way. It was predestined for that destination. The relationship was never going to work out because it was predestined. The way that we went about this, we established it on, 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 on faulty foundation. We established this thing all wrong, and it was always predestined for this destination. So today, listen to me. I'm saying for Pastor Wanda, I, I pray, God, I need for you to bestow upon me directional wisdom in my finances, in my marriage in my relationships, in my parenthood, in my learning, in my life, facing adversity. God, I need directional wisdom because to just be honest with you, me and my wife were talking about this the other day. Sometimes I'm honest, I don't even know where to go. But the, oh gosh, but the scripture promises that the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you into all truth. So when I don't know the way to go, there is somebody wanting me to go a certain direction, but I've got to be able to tap into him so he can tell me where I'm supposed to be. So God, give me the courage to choose you. You see, it's lit Sunday, and we got a lot of 20-somethings in here. And what's funny, at 20-something, they can't believe that I'm here. I thought I would be more by now. I'm being, using some hyperbole right now, right? I'm supposed to be pushing the Bentley. <laughs> I'm supposed to have the private jet. I'm supposed to have my choice of every sneaker that's out. I'm supposed to, 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 I'm supposed to. And they're asking themselves at 20, y'all, how am I here? How did I end up in this situation? Because the moment I fell into an agreement with something that was in a covenant relationship with sin, I had no choice but to go in that direction. I'm telling you today, there's a way out. Bishop Beecham used to always say that, that, that God has a way of unscrambling scrambled eggs. Oh, that was, that's so good. He has a way of unscrambling scrambled eggs. If he has, listen to me, if he has the power to restore that, what could he do in your life? Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.